With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mood was probably one of the most like tumultuous, challenging periods in my life because this this thing of getting a number one song, right? There's artists that have worked decades mm-hmm. and, and, and have huge songs and huge careers that never got a number one. And here I am at 19 getting it off playing a Call of Duty game. So I'm like, <laughs> well, wh- what does this mean? Like, what, what do I do now, you know? Danny texted George in the group chat, said, George, are you coming to the podcast today? That starts right now. Just curious. Once again, George is late. But regardless, welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. It's 2 p.m. Our guest is here on time before George... Who is, I don't know. He's a big shot now. He just shows up whenever he pleases. He just knows that we can't say anything bad. He knows we're up against the wall when it comes to the, to the audience. So we can't say, all we can say is, gee, we hope he sure shows up. We do sure, we sure do love that guy. We, and which, Jesus. We, which we do. We, which we do. We love both. Yeah. How your uh, Instagram DMs going? I, no, I noticed you have a new uh, strategy that I like. What is it? What is it's it? It's the buckshot. What is it? What is it? Just send as many as possible. That's not true. Qua- I mean. Quantity that's over not, quality. That's not, literally See not what true. Sticks. <laughs> Where did you get that? You bro? you use the verbiage buckshot. Spray and pray. <laughs> I don't think it was regarding Instagram DMs. No, I haven't been sending that many. I've been getting a bunch. I've been getting a bunch. You've seen them. Why is that? Why is that, Mike? Because, because so the, the thing with girls is they wait until... Like, dudes will DM a girl whenever. If she's in a relationship, they'll still DM. They don't give a fuck about your man. Mm, mm. They don't care. But girls have this, like, at least a li- some girls have a little bit of, like, female-to-female respect. Like, they'll wait <laughs> until the girl's out the relationship. Then they'll start sending the, the uh, let's fuck DMs. Okay. So so what? Now that you're single, you you just... Uh, I don't even know. Call- bro, I'm going to be honest. I, I told you on the show I took a vow of celibacy for 2021. You, you are lying to the skin of your teeth. You're a liar. Yeah, baby. I think that I think girls like hearing that though. It's that's like why, it's, it's a challenge. That's why I'm doing. That's one thousand percent why I'm doing. All right, all right. So I think we're just gonna bring on the guest. I think we have to. I think we have to. I think we have to. Nobody else point. to talk to. Here we go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> our guest today is the artist behind the global number one smash hit Mood and has his debut album El Dorado dropping March twenty sixth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's twenty four K Golden. Wow. <laughs> My guy. My guy. What's up, brother? Wow. Normally we had one more set of hands <laughs> clapping. Where the fuck is I don't, this I don't kid? know. He's a great kid. What up, homie? What's up, man? How you feeling today? Good to see you, bro. You too. How, how are you feeling, Mike? I think that was directed towards There's you. There's no way that you could. No, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I was, I'm all right. Bro, so listen, in doing some research for you for the show, I Googled your age. Yeah. Dog. Dog. Oh <laughs> You're born in 2000? <gasps> yeah. No, chill. <laughs> millennial, I'm a millennial baby, man. No, no, no. I'm a millennial baby. No, you're a millennial. I'm a millennial baby. What's that mean? Because you're... 
I was born literally at the the dawn oh, of a new. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Millennium, oh, yeah, millennium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, literally, you're a, a millennial. Millennium. Yes. Okay. Wow. This makes me so happy. Why? I always love when someone comes on the show that makes you seem old because I'm always <laughs> the old guy, and now somebody actually makes you seem a little bit outdated. How, how old are you guys? I'm. Uh, He's, oh, I'm old. He's, a bit older. I was. I will say this. I will say this. I uh, I was 20 once. Okay. Yeah, I was, nice. I was 20 Back once. Back in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right, cool. right when the horse and buggy came out, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This dude broke an axle on the Oregon Trail. On the Oregon once. Trail. <laughs> a little dysentery here and there. Wow, yeah. he knows the references. What's good, bro? Why do you know that reference? I'm a, I'm a historian of culture. Your man. culture. I'm a student of the game. God dang, dude, with the dysentery no, reference, are. bro. The, at that party the other night, that was... Uh, Everyone was wearing masks, obviously, and six distance. feet, of course, of course, of course. Of course. You came up to me from six feet away and said, uh, "Hey, you dropped your pocket, like in passing, right?" Yeah. And I had just said that to my boxing coach that day, and he, you know, he said, "You my pocket." I go, "You can't fucking drop your pocket." <laughs> so you said it to me. I go, "You can't fucking drop your pocket." And I'd never heard anyone say that reference before. So I guess you know, in that degree, you're you are culture. Yes. <laughs> That, that's like one of those good ones that's like always gonna work yeah. no matter like yeah. the time, the day, except uh, unless you meet someone that already knows it. Like you already know. knows. All right, so you grew up in San Francisco. San Francisco, California, proper, yes. California kid. Yes. So where's the swag come from, dude? You're 20, you're 20 years old. And I said this to Ian, who's also on the show, just you're, you're oozing. What's good? You're just born cool? We oozing. I mean, you know, I think it's a little bit of nature and nurture combination, you know, like being, my parents are really fucking cool. Like they modeled and stuff before they okay. had me for okay. like years. Not on no like Cindy Crawford level, but like to be a working model in like the 80s and 90s, you had to work a lot. So yeah. they were doing their thing. They was on the scene. And I guess some of that just dripped onto me. And <laughs> I was fortunate enough to meet a lot of cool people growing up that that kind of spilled some sauce. I didn't know. I didn't know they had it like that in San Francisco. No, no offense, you know. Like, like what? Like, I don't know. Just like. Uh, you thought it was mostly like nerds, like Facebook companies. Yeah. And, like, I, you know, Silicon you, you, Valley, Silicon Valley like tech startup. No, the Bay, the Bay always goes hard, bro. Yeah, I mean. The Bay's got a, I think the Bay probably has more swag than, than who, who are some other artists uh, produced by the Bay? Uh, uh, dude, you know I'm what I'm a, saying? I'm going to fuck this up. Uh, <laughs> right. E40. Yeah, E40. E40. Oh, thank yeah, God. Yeah, that's dude, right. I had to be a little cautious with that. Uh, E40. The Bay Area is historically underrated in music culture forever and it's like i've heard this actually no it's 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 like it's so hard for us to to break out that ceiling like someone will take something that we do in the bay area and do it in a different place and everyone will be like oh my god that's the craziest uh, shit yeah, ever yeah, yeah. but we just keep getting our swag stolen we we're the originators of the swag but la you know just steals <laughs> our swag all the time you know nothing we could do about that well the guy the guy you now you're you're leading the pack dude yes and uh, it's been super cool to see you blow up um because usually the way it works is there's one song that goes crazy with the new artists and, and all of a sudden they're blowing up and you never had heard of them before. And that was a mood for you. But then you had this resume built up of like also really good music and you continue to create. Yeah. So what when did it all start? I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by, by your youth. You made it all happen by the age of 20. Yeah. I mean, like... <sighs> It, it depends how far back you want to go. You want to go when I was doing like Bruno Mars covers at lunchtime for girls in middle school. Yeah, like, bring take us back. me there. All right, all right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go all the way back. Like middle school, I think was when I first started like sing. Well, really like second grade. Like I, I remember asking my mom like, yo, 
can I do like a vocal lesson or something? Because I was just the type of kid that always liked to like sing in the house, sing mm, in the shower. Mm, mm. And my parents never told me like, yo, shut the fuck up, like be quiet. So I never <laughs> stopped doing it. And I guess with practice, you know, the more you do something, the better you get. So I just kept doing it and doing it. But like middle school is when I started being more of a performer because I did choir and I found out like, oh, I got a pretty nice voice. Like people like to hear it. So I would sing the covers at lunchtime for girls and stuff like that. You would sing for girls at what age? Probably like 10, 11. Damn. Yeah. That's did a you all, Frank Sinatra? Did yeah. you always have the confidence? Um, not always. I'm, I think I was always probably m- more more confident than my peers, but it was still like a lot of it was more external than internal until like you know you grow up and you start to get feel feel so you start feeling yourself yeah, basically because yeah, yeah. I was a I was like a short chubby kid with a huge afro up <laughs> until about like junior year of high school and then I just went like and then. Figured out, oh, you had my hair a, looks better when I wear it like this. <laughs> you had a glow up. Yeah, I had a glow up for got, sure. Got you. I'm always curious, like, when kids find a passion at a young age, whether it's, like, singing, dancing, uh, writing, whatever it is, somewhere along, usually, I'll go ahead and say this, usually I feel like those passions die mm-hmm. when, when they come into uh, their teen years, adulthood, and, and you hear these stories about, you know, kids not being able to accomplish their dream and be the thing that they wanted to be when they were a kid. And I believe that it's partially because with singing, for example, that is a talent. Like you started singing, you enjoyed it, and then you found out you were good. Yeah. And were able to continue down that path at the highest degree. Yeah. There's a level of luck there. Oh, 100%. You you believe that, you know, you were born with this thing and then you're able to just make it stronger and better? You read like the book like Outliers before? Uh, uh, I can't read. <laughs> I bet. Cool. But is it a picture book? book? Basically, it's it's close. It's basically just like saying like, yo, a lot of the most successful people in the world, like obviously there's a level of hard work mm-hmm. and dedication that you have to be and talent that you have to put into it. But a lot of stuff is things you can't control. Like mm. I didn't pick who my parents were. Like if I was but ugly, would I probably have had the same success? Probably not. You know, that's just one of those things that kind of is out of my control, but help me. I think me having uh, this this talent for for singing and rapping is like a God given thing, and I just was able to make the most out of it. I'm so jealous, dude. That's, I'm so bro. Look look at your house. You're doing what are you great. Talking what are you about yo about? because because here's why. I had you have to, an Aston Martin out there, bro. You're good. It's, it's uh, rented. Uh, it's mics. Somebody, not okay. even rented. Someone just. Dropped it off. <laughs> y'all have it for a while. I don't know when I'm supposed to give it back. Did you, one of the biggest things is identifying that talent. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there who have something really special about them. You know, they might be a really good writer. They might be really good at photography, but they, they have trouble identifying it. Mm-hmm. You identified it and then parlayed the look, the image, and also use the right platforms to get where you're at. Right. Yeah. Like t- tell us about that journey a little bit. Um, I mean, it's, I tried a lot of different shit as a kid. Like as a kid, I I was always an outside kid. Like, yeah, I like being in the house and playing video games and stuff. Like I, I played a lot of video games, but I always just wanted to do something. Like I wasn't the type to just watch TV all day or something. Like I really wanted to do stuff. So I did like a Brazilian martial art, capoeira for seven years. Oh, I fantastic. tried break dancing. I tried robotics. I tried programming. I tried producing. I just tried so many different things. Like I, I was a huge sneaker reseller back in the day too. And I think that plays a big part of my success too, being able to understand the business of shit yeah, and how to market it. Hustle. So I kind of just stumbled into the artist thing because 
like my big bro, Paperboy, he was like always like, yo, you should make some music and get popping off at school. And one day I was like, all right, I do. And he had a studio above this sneaker store that was like a couple blocks away from my house. And I went there, I made the first song and I just sent it to everyone at school. Like I texted everybody the SoundCloud link. And when I came to school the next day, people were listening to it. And I'm like, oh, this is dope. And it kind of was like, like something clicked and I'm like, oh, this kind of combines everything that I'm kind of good at or already love doing, like business, marketing, you know, singing, dancing, swag, like it was just everything in one. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's do it. Damn, you understand, <laughs> he understands that so innately. I, I talk about this on, on my journey all the time too, but like trying things mm -hmm. is so important, dude. Like you gotta, if you have, I always tell people, if you have even like a slight interest in something, try it. Yeah. If you th if you think pictures are cool, go buy a camera, take some pictures. If you think drones are cool, go fly a drone. If you think business is cool, start a little side hustle. Yeah. Because one day you find yourself in a spot like you were in where you're like, yo, I could, if I move this piece here, move this piece here, I got something major, Facts. yo. It's, you it's, got that so young, dude. I, yeah, Crazy. I don't know. Shout out my parents and like, <laughs> I just had a lot of good like mentors and people to like make me realize, oh, you can you can literally do whatever you want. You just have to play your cards right and work really really fucking hard. Wow. Who, who are some of your mentors? Because um, you don't just you don't just make a like a hit song, and and you don't just have this life experience, or uh, unless you do, like I don't know, I've never done it, obviously. But you, what you go just go in the studio, and all of a sudden you got a banger. Well, I mean, as 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 much as I wish I could say, like, yeah, I was working on this song for two years, <laughs> and and constantly, you know, rearranging the lyrics. Mood was honestly a complete accident. Like me and Ian. Uh, it was like the beginning of the pandemic. Me, Omer, we're, who produced the song, we're just chilling and we're like, all right, we're bored. Let's go to Ian's house. KBZ, another really good friend of mine and a producer, he pulled up too. And we were just chilling and playing Call of Duty. And literally, Omer picks up one of Ian's guitars and he does the... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I just start singing. Why are you always in the mood? Oh. Fucking around like a man. And Omer's like, stop. That's it. That's it right there. Like, go record that now. And I'm like, all right. And we're literally, me and Ian are playing Call of Duty gun game 2v2 while I'm doing that. And it all happens. And we just keep going and, and freestyling, not even thinking about it too hard. And then boom, number one song in the world. So I don't know. I can't take full credit. Like, I think a big part of creativity and stuff like that is being inspired by some higher power, collective consciousness or whatever it is. I was just able to tap in with that that day. That's that's wild. I have goosebumps. That's wild. That's crazy. And also another <laughs> another funny thing. I think Ian might have touched on this when he was on. But like, it's funny how your uh, like zone of complete comfort playing Call of Duty, just kicking it with the homies, is what led to that inspiration and that idea. Because I think. A lot of people get so tied up in the like day-to-day -day hustle and they yeah. don't find that boredom. They don't find that moment to like just create get creative and just like fuck around. Yeah. And that's so important to the creative process. Is that how like the, a lot of your stuff like comes about or all my best songs have been like just random like melodies popping in my head. Like it's two in the morning, I'm about to go to bed or whatever. And excuse me. And and uh <laughs> <laughs> I trust yeah. me, we do it all the time. The whole show. And uh and like I just like hear something you know like whatever it is and i'll just grab my phone voice memo it send it to omer and then he'll be like all right this is fire like nah he was tripping on that one and whatever <laughs> is the fire stuff we just we work on it and it, it it becomes something great that just started off as like a random inkling of inspiration you know i find that really cool um 
because I also know a lot of artists who are on the opposite end of the spectrum. Well, they'll go and get their heart broken intentionally or end up in a relationship or put themselves in a fuck situation just to get some sort of inspiration. Yeah. How much of your music is coming from maybe that boredom is the word you used or uh, uh, a more relaxed effort to make a song versus pain trauma yeah yeah um i think you know pain is something that everybody goes to that's just part of the human experience me i don't like it i, I like to just be happy and <laughs> and go- carefree you know and i feel like that's where it comes from but i think it's important to experience the downs so you appreciate the ups more 100 percent. and it just it does give you stuff to talk about but i definitely don't try to put myself in those situations i just I get that. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot more fun to be happy. Yeah. And and uh <laughs> yeah, stress free. I just uh I know for me when I go through a, like a, a breakup or, or or shit's not going right for me, it's when I'm most inspired and most motivated. And you, you're young, man, so like maybe you haven't had your heart broken. Nah, yeah. not yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed. It's going to come one day like <laughs> but it sucks, man. Well, I've I've had like my fair share of like middle school girlfriends breaking my heart and stuff like that. I just think that was so like strong and impactful to me like, yo, I could still pull from that place to this day cuz like, yo, when 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 your girl, you know, it's it's 6th grade and your girl breaks up with you at PE yeah. and you see her the next day with your homie like, like, do you know what that does to a person? Like, that hurts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you find the majority of your... Uh, your inspiration or your, your content is coming from a collaborative standpoint with other people, like, uh, jamming out, like somebody's just playing a tune and you come up with like a, a riff or, or do you find yourself writing and, and doing shit on your own? So I, I don't really freestyle that much. I like to be more purposeful with, with the words. Cause it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. We, we gotten into a, like hip hop is in a weird, really weird place right now because uh, yeah, you think before <laughs> you think, bro, before it was all like lyrics, you know, like what are you saying and do I relate and does that like does that feel real, you know? And then it kind of was like more like flow and, and just energy with the little pumps and the just ah yeah, like, yeah. words ain't even important no, no. more. Sound, it's just sound sometimes. It's, it's, it's vibe. It's just vibe. <laughs> yeah. And then now it's more like melody based. But I'm trying to like tie everything together so I, I i write most of my stuff basically well that's an interesting uh he doesn't chair want to see, wants, one wants of these chairs eight hundred dollars for these Whoa. chairs you could sit in them 12 different ways they go up down 90 degrees you cannot sit in these 12 different ways swear to God. maybe even more Watch. all right where's the third way uh, all right, I stand corrected all right my yeah, bad asking for like the ninth nine more yeah. 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 Goes in there you know what i'm saying <laughs> But yeah, he flips it around once every show. Okay, cool. About, about same for mine. sixteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, great. All right. Well, do you wonder why now. you're on that chair? He told me it's a it's part of like the psychological torture. It is. Of, That's for correct. The yeah. That's right. It's like a seer training. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep the guest posture up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you're not you're not really into the the just making noises when you make music. Nah, I want to say some shit, and I feel like the reason like why people like are attracted to my music is because it makes them feel good. Great. Or if they're feeling 
or if it's like a more sad song, it makes them feel like there's hope or like they can learn something or gain something from that. Because to me, there's two types of sad songs. There's sad songs that let you like wallow in your sadness and just kind of throw yourself a pity party or there's sad songs that that are going to help you get better. And I want to make music that helps people get better, not feel worse or stay in a bad place. Your music makes me feel great. Yeah. That puts me in a great mood. mood. Ha, <laughs> yeah, very funny. <laughs> no, but all of it, all of it. Uh, Coco, uh, you, you just released one, three, two, one, mm -hmm. which, which is awesome. So check this out. I want to ask you, maybe you've thought about this. How do you avoid pigeonholing yourself so far in that lane of feel good, like, I don't, I don't want to call it bubblegum music, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's happened, it's happened to <clears throat> a lot of artists in the past three years is they only make that, those like pop bangers. Yeah. And then get pigeonholed into only doing a, cert, a certain thing. Have you, have you considered branching just, out into maybe a little more feel? So, so Mood and Coco are probably the two most similar songs that I've okay. released in succession of each other. And that was just because like, yo, this worked and it felt good. Of course. Let me like put a more like rap twist on it than than pop, but it's still kind of like the same vibe. Three, two, one is completely different from both of those two songs. And if you look back at like my catalog before, those songs are all different. And with the album that I'm dropping, it's got like a full spectrum of everything. Like I purposefully want to mind fuck people with every release. Like, damn, I didn't know he could do that. Like I'm I'm yeah, I'm gonna drop the exclusive right now, but I got a song with future on my on my oh, project. Let's go. And let's I go. think that's something that people really wouldn't, wouldn't expect, expect from yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. But it's like we're no no human is just one thing. You know, we all have these dualities and these different sides of us. And I think a lot of artists are afraid to, for whatever reason, to to show all the different sides. And I'm like, yo, I'm a human before I'm an artist, so my art has to be human too. It has to be reflective of all the different sides of me and all my different experiences. I'll be interested to see, and, and I'm hopeful to see how long you can keep the attitude of staying true to yourself and your, and your multifacetedness in this city. Because, <sighs> because especially uh, for an artist, a musical artist that is, uh, that does have a, a certain amount of like, uh, platformed based marketing. And, and, you know, obviously I've gotten a lot of help from TikTok and other yeah. places and the labels in the one ear and the platform and the audiences in the other. It'll be interesting to see how long you can keep saying, yo, not nah, just cause that worked. That's not who I am. Yeah. And I'm a key and I'm gonna keep doing me. Will you like, what are, what are your biggest drivers towards staying true to yourself right now? Um, it's the people around me that that allow me to 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 be free and you know kind of explore and like bump my head and, and fuck up a little bit because I could put a song out and it doesn't do that well but that doesn't mean it's the end of the world you know it's just like all right well that didn't work let's try something else and when you're talking about like the city like oh it's it's hard bro because everyone has a different vision of what you should be or or how you could be and it's like getting pulled in thirty million different directions sometimes but just having like that core group of people around that are like, yo, gee, being you got you here. Like just keep being you. That helps a lot. Wow. I've always said this. My whole life, I felt like I had a through line of happiness, regardless of my success or my failures. What does that mean? A through uh, line? Uh, it, it, I've just been stable mm. with, with how fulfilled I feel and how content I am with my life, regardless of whether I, you know, fuck up, make a big mistake, which I've done or one on an extremely high level as well. It just, it didn't really affect where I was at. And I feel, I'm, I feel that from you a little bit. Like you're, you're, you're very optimistic, happy go lucky. Um, which I think is going to contribute a lot to, uh, 
your success in Hollywood. But have you ever felt a moment where you, I guess, just doubted your future or yourself? Fuck yeah. I I think any artist that says they never doubted themselves <laughs> is a goddamn liar because, bro, this, this shit isn't guaranteed. Like coming from, from where I come from, everything that I've achieved up to this point beats the statistics, you know, like didn't go to jail, you know, didn't have no serious problems like the making money like I'm making now like that is not supposed to happen statistically for someone like me so it's like like it's it's very easy to be like well am I an imposter you know like the whole imposter <laughs> syndrome, syndrome thing yeah, yeah. and and I think everybody goes through it sometimes more than others and some people more than others but like for for the most part I'm able to to keep a level head I like this thing good like it's it seems like and just like touching on the fact that like not every single thing you put out is going to be a banger. It, it's not possible for that to happen, but to see you at 20, like already understanding that, cause that's something that like, it takes creators, some, you know, a lot of social creators too. Like when they start to see view counts dip or they see a video that doesn't perform here and there, it's the end of the fucking world. But it's fucked up. Cause I felt that way before. Like I've, I've been at a place where every morning I'd wake up and check my Spotify artists. And if the streams went down, I would have a way worse day. And it, it, it just kind of took some time for me to realize like, yo, I can't, I can't let my, my emotions be controlled by these external factors that there's nothing I can really do about it. Like all I can do is make the best music I can that represents how I feel and let the world decide whether they like it or not. Remove yourself from the numbers. You yeah. will become happy forever. Yeah. But it's hard though. It's really oh, yeah. hard. It's, it's oh, yeah. so hard. And, and some days it feels like, oh, I don't care about that shit at all. And other days it feels like the biggest thing in the world, you know? Yeah. 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 I, I can imagine after you release Mood, hey, hey, you're on a high, right? This this song took over. I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this is a smash. This is a thousand yeah, yeah, percent yeah, yeah, is going yeah, yeah. to the top. I think I said it to my my, my group. I was like, this, this song's amazing. Fire. Yeah. Thanks for the promo. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, but after that, after the high ends, how you follow that up? If if I'm being honest with you guys, like mood was probably one of the most like tumultuous, challenging periods in my life because this this thing of getting a number one song, right? There's artists that have worked decades mm -hmm. and, and and have huge songs and huge careers that never got a number one. And here I am at 19 getting it off playing a fucking Call of Duty game. So I'm like, <laughs> well, wh what does this mean? Like, what what do I do now, you know? And I remember like, I, I really vividly remember, like, I just bought a car. This is my first car that I bought since I was in high school, you know? And I'm like, well, I got the number one song. I got a car. I, I have everything that I've been working for or that I think I've been working for. But for some reason, I don't really feel happy, like, truly happy about it. And that was, that was like, a big wake-up call into, like, yo, what is really important? It's the relationships that you have with the people around you that love you. And it's you know, making stuff that you're proud of and making an impact and doing Boom. stuff that's going to change other people's lives. So. This kid's like out here spitting crazy. You're wise beyond your years, dude. No, no. <laughs> and, he, and he has said that to a number of guests, but I'm in full agreement with him today. Like you, you really, you really are and understand like the way, the way that you put it and, and people should understand it is like, this is a long game. Yeah. Right. And so like all those little slip backs or like ones, like you look at the big hits, the ones that brought in all of these new people that didn't know who you were. And then the next one comes around and maybe 60% of them are, were there. Yeah. But there's, if you look at the song that came before, 
it's a 20% increase from the one before it. And you yeah. start to notice that, yo, the big hits just act as marketing materials for your long-term climb. And every time exactly. you pick up some more core fans. Exactly. Because that's that's really, like, the, the only things that matter as artists is the music you're putting out and does your real fans, are you growing your true fan base? And, and are they still fucking with you, you yeah. know? Because... At the end of the day, you know, people are going to come and go go when you're hot and when you're not. Yep. But it's like the true people that stick around with you and are going to love you through the good, the bad and ugly. Those are the ones that that matter more than any, any you know, temporary love. Yeah. I hate to keep going back to this one mo moment, but it's, it seems so pivotal to me. Uh, was, was mood, do you think, the beginning of the career that you th thought you'd always have? Mm, no, I think it, it started a lot earlier than that, which is Mood is probably the first song that people heard and were able to put my face to it. Mm. But people forget, I have two platinum songs before that. I had Valentino and City of Angels. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask about this because I, I, I was one of those people. Dog, yeah. I forgot. I was like, yo, I know I know this sound because you have a very distinct sound, but, but from where and from what and how? And um, sorry, there's a little a tiny. I, I kick, kick the wire. There we go. Um, and I, I, I was wondering why, because even when Mood was released, I think a lot of people thought that was Ian's song. Am I tripping? I don't know. I, I don't felt, know what people I think. Felt like he, he, <laughs> I felt like he got a lot of traction off of that, um, and rightfully so. Yeah. But I don't know. I, uh, it, 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 I guess it surprised me that I hadn't heard of you until that song because you already had a, a presence yeah. in music. That, that was always really like like... I think that was probably the biggest moment of both of our careers so far, yeah, you know, because, sure. and, and that's some type of shit that you can't do by yourself. Like, I'm glad we did that together because that's my boy and I want to see him win too, you know? But I think it's, it's definitely like, it, it was always like a weird, like a question for me, like, yo, how come I got two hit songs? Like, how come no one yeah. like knows <laughs> who I am? Like, like that. And, and I was just like, I'm not a one hit wonder. Like I'm not like, I'm a two hit wonder now. Like shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't something be shaking and moving? But honestly, bro, it's like, I don't have, I didn't get any cosigns from the beginning. It wasn't like I was part of a scene on the come up. So to, to develop my, my fan base and, Andrew, and Andrew Schultz and like my recognition really? We kind of just had to like build it from the bottom and everybody's artist career is different. And that was something I had to learn to accept too. Like I cannot compare myself to any other artist because we all had different come ups and all have different paths. So I'm just like, all right, I don't know when it's going to happen, but all I can, like, all I can do is just focus on what I can control the music and like what I'm posting on social media and like putting out into the world. In my opinion, I think the slow, steady, and then exponential growth is the healthiest. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I think it's uh, it's the best for longevity in, in the industry. Yeah. We interrupt this program to bring you a word from our sponsors. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all the rules. With fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean original designs, Movement MVMT grew into one of the fastest growing watch brands, shipping to over 160 countries across the globe. Now Movement has expanded into blue light glasses that protect your eyes from your screens, minimalist jewelry, and more style essentials that don't break the bank, all designed out of their California head colors. I personally am going to get this one, the Starlight Black 
Just a slick black, sleek color, uh, matches with anything. They have an unbeatable price point, and they have a look and quality of a $400 to $500 watch that you're paying for at a department store, but cost a fraction of the price because they were built online and own their process from start to finish. You get a beautiful watch shipped right to your door for free. And if you don't love it, you can ship it right back for free. And the blue light glasses. So I, I spend obviously all day staring at my computer and uh, my Everscroll blue light filtering glasses are a game changer for me. They help with my eye strain, my sleeping patterns, etc. If you want to elevate your look and style that does not break the bank, then join the movement and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash Logan. Again, that's MVMT.com slash Logan. Back to the program. So now that you're here. Yeah. On the number one podcast in the world. In Encino, that's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Life's been crazy, I would imagine. Yeah. Have you had a Hollywood moment? What's a Hollywood moment? I can't believe that this is what happened with my life. Wow, this you is were wild. Standing I'm somewhere and all overlooking of a sudden, the city. Drake was doing a peg stand. Right <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like anything. What? Like, um, I I have like a Hollywood moment like every couple of weeks, yo. Yeah. Like, I, I think it really it really hasn't set into me like the gravity of of where I'm at in my career and stuff like that yet because of the whole COVID shit. Like. Imagine this. You have the number one song in the world and you can't, can't perform it anywhere. Yeah. We were just talking about this in the car the other day. Leroy's popping off, right? Yeah. Someone's like, yo, he can't even tour. He yeah. can't go anywhere. And same, same with you. You can't you can't flex that muscle. No. That sucks. You can't even show up and perform at a club. Nothing. <laughs> that's dude. And that's like, like real talk. That's the thing that, that drives me to like put up with all the bullshit and the politics and the the Hollywood and the industry like because I love performing and I love seeing the look on the fans faces when we're singing these songs together and I could tell they had been through some shit to this song or this song made their day and like we all have different experiences with the song but we're like sharing that moment together and I'm like well fuck what am I even doing this for sometimes if I can't do that one thing that 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 motivates me to do it all but it's just like I know that after it's gonna be crazy Nuts. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a 1950s all over again, the golden age. Yes. Like everybody's going to be coming out the house. Pro, end of prohibition yeah. type <laughs> shit. I saw you at, uh, I see you out, I, I saw you at the, that basketball game with Jack Harlow and all those guys. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's coming back around. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, there was like, probably like, there wasn't that many people there outside nah. of the things, but I'm like, <laughs> yo, I want to be outside again. Like I'm such an outside, like adventurous, like exploring type of person. Like you go on hikes? I, I've been. My mom really likes hikes, so I go on hikes with her when I like. Go You've been visit to Runyon. Mm -mm. Oh, you got. That seems. Like a, I want to take him to Runyon today. <laughs> Let's go. You gotta go <laughs> hike Runyon, dude. That's like the. That's like the L.A. quintessential L.A. quintessential L.A. <laughs> hike. Like you always see celebrity, like A-list celebrities hiking it, and there's always like Instagram girls there doing squats and Fine. shit. It's a fun. <laughs> it's a fun joint. Great you, views. You, you've been to Coachella. Yeah, I went to my first Coachella. Like. The year before last, that was crazy. Nuts, right? He yeah. would have been performing this year. Yeah, would you have? Did you get a hundred percent? I mean, it was, it was, everything was up in the air. So I don't know, but I have to. I mean, eventually, yeah, I'm, I'm positive. Yeah. I was. Uh, that was one of the venues or events that I was thoroughly disappointed that got canceled. canceled. Yeah, yeah, because that, bro. There's nothing like Coachella. Like my first time going to Coachella, like my boy got me like artist guest tickets and a Sprinter van down, and everything. We got like the Neon Carnival passes, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. whoa, this is <laughs> this is real life. Like people can actually do this. I've never seen anything like that before. Wild. It's our favorite time of year. Yeah. I mean, it's the one time of year that we we uh, everybody comes out from all over the world, and you know, you're you're rubbing elbows with Leo and Kai. Everybody's in the same yeah. spot. You yeah. know, the whole world is it converts 
converges on this one strange area of the desert. Like the middle of nowhere. The middle literally. of nowhere. The only complaint I got about Coachella is after, like, I was like, like hawking up like dust, dust loogies yeah. for like oh, two yeah. weeks after. I'm but like, it's part <laughs> of it. It's part of the fun. And yeah. like, you know, there's some other issues. Like you can never get never a ride home from, you can never find a car. Oh, you had a sprinter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were all set. We was chilling. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's tough. Burning Man, you been? Uh-uh. Nah. I feel like I'm too young for that at this point. <laughs> I might see some shit I'm not ready for. They do have ba- that's true. They do have babies at Burning Man, though. That's true. But they're not even gonna remember it, <laughs> right, so it's right, good. Yeah. Right, what, have you heard stories about Burning Man? Yeah, it's just like everyone's naked and like doing drugs that's and fucking is. everywhere. And Yo, like- there's a thing called the Thunderdome. Mm. <laughs> the Thunderdome. Two people are strapped in this giant dome to bungee cords, and they give each other f- fucking bats. And uh, mind you, everyone's fucked up. Acid, yeah, yeah. psychedelics, yeah. Molly, like every drug. Via every person, and you can climb up on it like the Thunderdome, and everyone just ah, like some real like gladi- gladiator, Mad Max shit. And they just send these people at each other, and they beat the shit out of each other with these uh, with these bats and batons. But and that I, also sounds yeah. kind of fun. Well, uh, yeah, it's, especially when you're on psychedelics, like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. So hey, something to consider. But yeah. they also have huge orgies there, like whole tents. I mean, yo, I'm just scratching the surface. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I was just gonna parlay it into: Have you ever had an orgy since you've been in Hollywood or not? <laughs> well, we go. We gonna keep that. We gonna keep that for the. We gonna say that for the next episode. I'll tell that story. Uh, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Fair right, enough. Yeah, I gotta yeah. ask, bro. You know, I gotta ask. But speaking of that, is there a best part about success? Girls, um, cars, money. Mm, the fact that you make people smile. You can take this any direction you want, dude. You honestly, wanna be wholesome? Go for it. I mean, like, like, yeah, the girls, the cars, like that shit is that shit is cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, but that's not like the driving motivating factor and it's never been like I think the fact that I could like literally change people's days or weeks or lives just by like responding to an Instagram DM or taking a photo with somebody like I get DMs like yo your music saved my life and I'm like fuck like I know how that feels because I've listened to artists and been like damn this music is saving my life right now so it's like to be able to do that same shit for somebody else is is fire but don't get me wrong I love all the (laughs) extra shit too but I just try not to get caught up in it I feel that I feel that so much because I always looked at like Cuddy and like people like that like those are the people that like when I was at my darkest shit Mm -hmm. you know saved me and Mm -hmm. then I hear people be like yo like your book whatever like made me feel that way like that's always completely trumps all the other shit yeah it's really it's really really cool when your art transcends just your own aspirations and 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 can affect other people in that way because like think about all the artists that you grew up listening to that inspired you to Mm. to be in this point today Mm -hmm. and how you were going on to inspire other kids to to get to whoever the next what xyz is in 20 years like it's a cycle of uh, inspiration of course dope to be a part of it i had this conversation with someone recently i I, i've been able to meet my idols the ones who inspire me to to start youtube like uh They've made jokes about it before. It's Smosh back in the day. It was like, I remember him, yeah. Duck. They were the reason I began YouTube. And Jake, too. And they, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and, and I remember going up to him. I was like, yo, you're you're the guy. You're the reason that I started doing this thing. I'm waiting for that moment where someone comes up to me and they're like, yo, I started because of you. And they're, yeah. you know, becoming what you, this thing. What do you mean you're waiting for that? What it's do you mean? all day, every day people no. say that. I'm talking about like a like like someone makes it. Someone makes it. Some serious ways. And like bro, I could be 40. Have you had a moment with uh with an idol or someone that inspired you growing up? Um, like my biggest idols I haven't met yet, the Kanye's, the Drake. Actually, I met I met one of my pretty big idols, ASAP Rocky, uh, in January. Yeah. And like, bro, like 
I didn't say this to him, obviously, because, you know, I was trying to play it cool. But, like, my my Instagram name for a long time was ASVP Golden. <laughs> and I just, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be ASAP model one day. And, you know, that never ended up happening. But when we meet, like, we freestyle back and forth with each other for, like, 20 minutes. And, like, he was like, yo, I like your whole swag, kid. Like, I like your energy, everything you've got going on. And I'm like, bro, like, this, is, this, is, this is Rocky right here telling me this. Like, this man is bagged up Rihanna. And he, and he sees something in me. Like, that's just dope validation that I'm like doing the right thing and going down the right path but until I meet like Drake and Kanye I that's those are like the last few ones on my bucket list for sure Bruno yeah. Mars too probably ASAP's a good start bro I mean I, I mean I mean like bro there's no swaggier man than Rocky bro yeah probably, like, I'll just put it out there and say no swaggier human being I don't think there is bro yeah. I don't think there it is could, it could be truth but eventually, you know, you're going to get to a, <clears throat> a point where you're going to tell them that. Yeah. You could tell them that you had the Instagram account. Yeah. I, you know, you know, once we got to just get a couple more hangs in there. But I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit scared to meet some of my idols, too, because, you know, people say like, yo, don't, don't meet your meet idols. Your idols. It's going to disappoint you. Or now I'm at the place where some of my idols are my rivals and stuff like that. Like. And, and that's kind of scary, too, because I'm yeah. like, nah, don't be mad at me for, like, blocking you from the number one. Like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> can we be friends, you know? <laughs> that's crazy. That's so funny, dude. I think a lot of, uh, I think a lot of artists are, are cool. I'll go ahead and say it. Like, yeah. uh, musicians, anyways, yeah. especially oh, yeah. especially if you're speaking to them as a as a peer. Yeah. Like, um, I think that saying, don't meet, meet your idols, may apply to you know, the lame and the average, the average person, because who knows how a celebrity is going to react when you go up to them. True. But if you're coming to them, you know, eye to eye as someone else who's, who's done it and has garnered their respect, you'll, you'll be good. But even, yeah, I feel like you're right, but it, I'm still kind of iffy on that. Cause like, I think most of the situations where I would meet those people, like I didn't get to experience cause of COVID, you know, the award shows and the stuff like that. So in my mind, I'm still like, I still see myself as just like, yo, I'm Golden Landis Von Jones. Like, I got these big songs, but like, I don't understand how people Quarantine perceive kept me you fully humble. yet. Quarantine yeah, kept basically, you yeah. Well, no, bro. I mean, even our interaction saw you. I was like, oh, bro, I fucking know this kid. I'm not going to act like, you know, I don't know his music or anything. And it was a peer-to-peer -peer interaction. And, yeah. and it worked. I, bro, people know you. Yeah. And if anyone tries to big up you or act like they don't, like, fuck off. They yeah. probably like, that's won't. That's so lame. They probably won't either, though. Like, the majority... Like he said, for the for the most part, like artists out there are cool. You True. know what I'm saying? Like, because there's a lot of genres that you could fake being cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, music's not really one of them, bro. Like, True. if you like, there's some people out there who really fake the funk like in a major way. But like for the most part, if you're putting out dope music, you got a dope image. Like, you got a lot of dope qualities. You're probably a dope person in real life. Yeah. You know? And so like all the people that I've met from the music scene have been really fucking cool. I don't think anybody's going to come up to you and be like, oh, no, sorry, I don't know who you are. True, yeah. No one's been like a, a total dick, but it's yeah. just like that little voice in the back of your head that's like, ah, what if, you know? It's, you got, you I got, mean, got no beefs yet? Mm, not as far as I know, no. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully no one's out there beefing the, with me. The The Drake sighting is, is, have you been in the same room as? Yeah. But it was like way before any like, songs were like popping up crazy like that we we were at a party one time and he came in and i look at him the same kind of same way you do i'm not in music but fucking go yeah. right and uh he's a big motherfucker dude like now yeah. especially like he's he bulked yeah, he up bulked a lot up. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah in a good way yeah and so <laughs> when he walked in the room like it's almost like you know maybe he's like six one mm -hmm. but when you see him he's like seven two yeah you know what i'm saying like he just got that that air air about him that you're just like oh damn that like that's fucking drake it's the presence like young thug is another person like that. oh like, yeah that man is just like so legendary and he could be so nice but it's still like yo this motherfucker's like six four and there's like 
it, he's young thug, you know? It's like there's a, a certain air of, of presence that comes with well, that. Well, Fu Future's a big dude too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's pretty tall. There was yeah. a time in Hollywood, and you would hear about this growing up, where the celebrities, the, the biggest ones in the world, were shorter, Right, like you know, five foot three, five. Like how tall is Tom Cruise? I would always hear this at, back in Ohio. Yeah, you know Tom Cruise is like five four, and I'm like, wow, I have a chance. You're, you're tall, right? You're like five eleven, six foot. And I'm like six one, six two. But everyone yeah. thinks I'm shorter on Instagram. It's I so thought funny. you were. I thought you were too. Yeah, it's like that's like one of like when people meet for this first time, they're like, oh damn, you're you're taller than I thought you'd yeah. be. And we I'm get like, that. All. What do I gotta? How do I gotta angle my pictures <laughs> to like change this narrative? You know? <laughs> no, it's tough, but it's good because in, in real life you know, you're, you're this larger than life entertainer and then you take up a lot of space physically as yeah. well. So it's, I remember the first time I saw Elon Musk, this dude is like, I think he's like 6'4". Uh, oh, damn. Yeah, I, I thought big. he was shorter too. Dog, yeah, he's 6'4". I, I, he looked 7'7". Seven seven. <laughs> and he took up the whole aisle. He had a big trench coat on. I was like, what the fuck? That's Elon fucking Musk. Where'd you see him at? Uh, it was underground, uh, the Staples Center for a UFC fight. Damn. You ever think you could do a collab with Elon Musk? I would love to be I would love to be the first artist to get a SpaceX deal. Like, let me shoot a music video in space and fuck it. You know, That'd who, be crazy. You know who almost had that? Who? Lady Gaga. That makes sense. Lady Gaga almost did the first performance in space via Virgin Galactic. Oh, like the the ones that go up into the like, it, it would it would, would just have gone around got it. and the, the, the whole uh, earth? Uh, uh sorry. It would have gone into the atmosphere, not the moon, obviously, mm -hmm. but not the earth. The space. Yeah. <laughs> the occupants would have watched Lady Gaga perform in space floating around. Like, I don't know how that, yeah, would, yeah. that would work. But one of the, uh, side note, one of the ships during ch testing crashed in that whole operation. Uh, that would have been a tragedy. It was quarter million dollars for a ticket. Quarter million, would you... Would you yeah, uh, well, I've seen those. There's ones where you could go up into space and get that zero grav experience. You, this is space. Space, space, space. Virgin Galactic, not Virgin Airlines. Wait, hold on a sec. So we, because I was actually, ironically, with our last guest thinking about this yesterday. Would you pay like uh, a, a large amount of money to go to the moon? Like, I mean, yeah. like, and I don't mean go into space. Like, how much would you would you pay <laughs> to go to to the fucking moon? Like, they're like, yo, we're going to have you come up and perform your new single. On you could the be the first one, but it's going to cost you. Uh, I, I'm going to let them say the number first and negotiate down from there. <laughs> smart. Yeah. This kid gets it, dude. Let it, that's, that's a smart play. Let them toss it out. Yeah, find some brand sponsors, you know, get the whole thing comped. <laughs> I love it, dude. Love it. Damn. It needs to happen. I would love to. That's like my dream. Your name. Yes. How? So what? my real name is Golden, like Golden Landis Fine Jones. That's your real name? That's my birth name. <laughs> oh, okay. Birth certificate, everything. All right. But um, so I was born in the year 2000, as we discussed before. Yeah, yep. And on the Chinese Zodiac calendar, that is the year of the Golden Dragon. And there's a dragon year every 12 years, but every 60 years is a special Golden Dragon. So everyone born in 2000, whether you know it or not, is a Golden Dragon. And um, growing up in San Francisco, you know, there's a lot of... Chinese culture and heritage there. And my dad, some of his friends and coworkers like, oh, you got a golden dragon, baby. That's lucky. Maybe you should name him golden. And my dad was like, that ain't a bad idea yeah, at all, yeah, you know? Yeah. And he went and he told my mom and uh, she was like, no, there's no way we're do that. Kids are going to make fun of him. They're going to call him Goldilocks. They're going to call him Golden Showers. <laughs> like, we can't do that. And my dad was like, no, you're, you're just, you're tripping. Don't worry so much. Like, that's a good name. And she was like, all right, I'll think about it. 
And um, my dad, like, as, like, meditation, you know, therapeutic, he liked to drive by the beach and watch the sunset because, you know, right in San Francisco, we got the beautiful yep. ocean beach. And he was driving by one day looking out over the sunset and he turned the radio on and this song, The Golden Time of Day, came on. And he was looking over the sunset and it was, like, the most beautiful golden colored sunset that he had ever seen. And he's not one to ignore the signs. Nice. So he told my mom, like, yo. This shit just happened. These are the signs. We got to name him Golden. And she was like, okay, fine. And boom, it kind of was the best thing that ever happened to me. Holy That's awesome. Shit. Yeah. That's awesome. But 24 carats? Uh, so, that, so many carats. A lot of carats. It's the most carats. <laughs> and by the know? way, are you wearing jewelry? Okay. This All is right. 24K right here. Go. Okay, fire. This is the El Dorado Quetzalcado chain, actually. But um, oh, that's tight. So in in the jewelry world, like you know, there's 14k, 18k, 24 carats is the most pure you can get. Like that's 24 out of 24 gold. And me me being an artist, like at first, you know, I was going by ASVP gold. And I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm gonna get a season desist eventually. I can't do that. <laughs> so then I dropped it, and I was just golden. And golden was too hard to find. Like you search up golden on YouTube, you get fucking Golden State Warriors highlights. You get Golden Dragon Chinese Mr. Beast restaurant. eats golden taco. Like, exactly. Yeah, 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 you yeah. get it was bad for SEO. So right. I'm like, all right, let me figure out what else I can do. And um, I just. I, I I was big, I'm still am, but I'm big into jewelry. I was big into jewelry. And I'm like, well, if 24 carats is the most pure form of gold and me being an artist and making art is the most pure form of golden, I should just be 24K golden. And then I went to go put it in on Instagram and somebody already had the name taken. So I had to drop the E and that's why there's no E. Wait, hold on a second. Now, you, now you're talking about phonetics. Well, you, well, you search that. I have to say, you are you probably are the only rapper in the world that considered SEO purposes. When, like, bro, that is <laughs> why he, he said SEO. That is why he cannot search lose. engine optimization yes. considers yeah. what, what's going to pop up when you search Google. Nah, dude, like you can't lose at that point. If you're if you're in the digital age, considering SEO before you name yourself, you already won. You, you already have won, to. dog. You have it's to. over, bro. Ah, you see? Okay. That was oh. my senior picture right there. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Wait, that, was <laughs> actually your, that was actually your picture. Yeah, I never paid for it, but uh, that was the Wait, the <laughs> water fucking marks are still on it. Order now. Incredible. I might get a season desist for that. No way. No way. <laughs> all right, all right. So cool, bro. And you got a, a watch on? Oh, yeah, right here. <laughs> well, what's on that one? This is some bracelets. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, nice, bro. Have you seen this? The, uh, the Bitcoin watch? What? Hey, check it out. What's the what, what brand is it? Frank Mueller. I saw it at first. I was like, is that fucking Richard Millions wrist? You got Bitcoin? I got a couple here and there. You uh do any other uh crypto investing? Big Dogecoin enthusiast for sure. No, no way. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Why? Cause cause I was on it like on like the Reddit forums and stuff like that, like before it was even one cent, you know? So I got in hella early. Oh. It's just like the people's currency. It's the meme currency. It's the currency of the internet. Bitcoin and all this shit, it's cool. But I think it's, <laughs> it, it's cool. You went the whole opposite way. It's I cool. love it. It's all right, but Dogecoin. But you know, it's that that one is going to be the more like mainstream currency. Like financial institutions are messing with it. Let, like, me, ask no. you, let me ask you something. What? You know... Any amount of Dogecoin can be minted at any moment in time. What does that mean? Like they can just make more. Cool. What? No, not, <laughs> no, 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 not, not cool. Because they can completely deflate your investment because mm -hmm. they can just create as many as they but want. Why would they want to do that? So they can steal your money. Who's they? 
The Dogecoin creators, man, who made I, it as a joke. It wasn't meant to be I, a thing. I got faith. I got faith in the people. Okay, man. I no, got faith. It, regardless, it's it has no utility. It's not an actual thing. It's not. Yeah. The other ones, so I mean, no, Ethereum, you're right. You're right. None of this shit. By the way, listen, I'm with you. Yeah. Doge to the moon. Doge to I'm the a, moon. I'm a holder, bro. I'm not saying I'm not. What I am saying <laughs> is, I don't know. Like you're starting to see massive institutions and companies get behind Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. Because they know it's like an actual like chain based yeah, this- solution to finance and currency, right? Dogecoin is like a ton of fun. I and like so, that fun, bro. Yeah, I like right, that. Right. Come on, let's I go. It's almost like they it's almost like they created a currency out of fun. Yeah. They're like, yo, yeah, you like yeah. fun? Invest in this coin. <laughs> I'm like, I like fun, why not? You know? <laughs> You're lucky, man. I, I didn't I didn't have good financial advisors or mm-hmm. mentors until I was like maybe twenty three. Well, I, I want, you just want to be a hedge fund manager. I thought I was going to be a hedge fund no manager. No way. Yeah. Like that was my whole like plan. Like I got a full scholarship to USC to study business. What? And, um, because one of like, like my mom's friends, like our, our family friend, like from a kid, I, I didn't grow up with a lot of money at all. Like I'm from one of the most wealthy cities in America, San Francisco, but I grew up in one of the like least wealthy parts, Very you know? Sure. So I got to see a lot of wealth, but not experience it. Mm. And that drove me to be hungry to you know, do something to change the, my lifestyle and my family's lifestyle. But one of our like family friends was a hedge fund manager and I love going over to their house. Like I was like, yo, this shit is dope. Like I want this for me and my family. And I never met anybody that achieved that type of success before. So I was like, all right, I'm a smart kid. Like I can do whatever I put my mind to. This is what I'm going to do. But I remember when I was like 15, I got my ears pierced and uh, I went over to their house and he was like, yo, let me tell you something, bro. Like, just being honest with you, like me personally, I have no problem against your ear piercing, but you're already a black kid trying to break into this like very, you know, classist and like yeah. kind of fucked up industry. Like they're looking for any reason to disqualify you. And if you have your ears pierced, that's someone can write you off as, you know, whatever, without even fully understanding you. So I was like, at that point, like, I don't want to work a job where I can't <laughs> be myself, where yeah. I can't express myself. Yeah. And then- uh, so that became kind of like the backup plan. And when I went to USC for business, I was just like, all right, I'm going to study this shit. I'm going to learn as much as I can. And it'll probably help me somewhere in my artist career. It will. Yeah. You could still do that down the line. Yeah. I mean, sure. I didn't even fully drop out. Like I got to leave absence so I can go back whenever no I want. No fucking way. How long years. you go for? Like a year. You finish. <laughs> that was, that's happened a lot. And it, I feel like it's, I feel like it's any second going to happen to mine too. I'm sturdy over here. You finished your first year? Well, all right. So this is how I played it. This is how I played it. Well, first semester, you know, I got like a 3.56, whatever, rapper and student at the same time. Second semester, I got signed already. So I had money and I tried to like finish off the year strong. But at a certain point, I was just like, fuck, bro. I can't be a, a incredible student and an incredible artist at the same time. Yeah, it's hard. I got to pick one. But I didn't have enough money that I could just be like, all right, let me just go ball out on a crazy crib and whatever now. So I dropped all my classes except this one class that was like called Link, Learn About International Commerce. And you go to the class once a week for two hours. And at the end of the semester, you get to go travel to the country that you learned about. So I was like, all right, I still get to live on campus for free. I still get to eat all the cafeteria food for free. I just got to go to this one class. And at the end of the semester, I get a free trip too. So it was kind of like a win on... Every front, you, you know? know. I know it's so funny about that. What? That's how I look at this podcast. What do you mean? I'm like, if I just keep doing this podcast, I get to live in this house for free <laughs> at the end of the semester. 
I'm kidding, man. I, I love you so much. I'm just playing. I'm playing. What was your country going to be? Gonna I went to, to Japan. I got to go to Tokyo. And that oh, was my, great That was my first great time out of the country. We had a lot of fun man. there. Yeah, but it was good. That shit was like being in a Pokemon game and like being in the future at the same time. Great place. I, we would love to go there anytime soon. Yeah, if possible. Yeah, Have be you been cool. before? Oh, man. Oh, was this a sore subject? No. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Hey, you know, let me tell you something. It's inspiring to see, like, how bad you fucked up, but you're still here. <laughs> that just makes me feel a lot better whenever I fuck thank up. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, honestly, if that's, like, the takeaway, and that's what I was put on this earth to do, in one regard, mm -hmm. to teach people that you can, you can quite literally shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. And half of your face off yeah. and still come back. Yeah. Like, so be it. Like, if I, if I got to be the beacon, dog, so be it. That is the biggest lesson you ever learn in life. And yeah. trust me, there's nothing that the audience, that the people want to see more and can relate to more. Because most of the people out there are going through shit. Most yeah. of the people out there are suffering. Most of the people are in, in some way, whether mental, you know, financial, whatever. And like that idea of having a downfall and then a, and then a trajectory back up is like, that's everything, yo. That's what inspires people more than anything else. The comeback is like so much like the come up is very inspiring, but the comeback, oh, yeah. that shit is like, damn, you was up and down and back up again. Like, well, cause yo, that's crazy. when you're at that rock bottom, it's only up from there. True. Like I, I had noticed I am actually more excited for my failures than I am my wins. Mm. I don't really care about my wins anymore, bro. I, I was told I was fighting Floyd Mayweather. Very excited. Cool. Right. But like after the moment, I go back to just doing whatever the fuck I'm doing. When you fuck up and fail on a level like that, mm -hmm. you have to reevaluate. And with that reevaluation comes positive change, comes uh, a new you, potentially a new identity, new goals, aspirations, yeah. and a way to get there. And that's fun. So That's the you, exciting shit. What were some of like the growth and lessons you feel like you learned oh from God. that? So many, so many. Um, so the, the analogy I, I use is... Uh, some, somewhere in my life, I hit a fork in the road mm -hmm. and I and I went down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was like my intentions were wrong. I was letting the wrong uh, motives fuel me. Whatever it was, I, I just like, I don't know. I, didn't, I couldn't see what was happening. Yeah. And I, I just had to reverse my life. And I did so by trying everything, listening to people, talking to people around me, bringing him on board. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have a mentor or a big brother. I was, I'm the big brother. Yeah. And so, uh... I, I I just uh, I just started listening to people around me mm -hmm. and to the world and uh, being being a real student of the environment and and it changed me in a way where I, you know I'm really happy with the person that I became and am becoming still to this day because you know it's it's all a work in progress. Facts. It's so funny the guests that come on this uh, podcast. I think it's two or three now. They're like, "Have you been to Tokyo?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. we love we love it. It's so funny. I mean, that says something too that like it wasn't that long ago and most people kind of forgot that already. Well, I think I've. I'll go ahead and say I've given uh, I've given them a decent amount of reasons to forget, mm, and true. it's not like I'm trying to make them forget. Like it's an important, pivotal part of my journey, and you know I'm all for taking accountability for my actions, like in the past, present, and future. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm here to acknowledge it, acknowledge the growth that it helped me uh, do, and move on, keep on trucking, man. Because as yeah, of course, because honestly, as long as you, it's so cliche. If you if you don't give up. It's really hard to stop you. Yeah. Like if, if you're fucking relentless and refusing to let other people tell you who they think you are when they don't know you. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to stop that person yeah. who abides by that. Yeah. And that's what happened with me.
Man, I'm inspired already, <laughs> man. Thank you for real. I can, I can tell you ain't gonna make no mistakes, though. No, 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 no. Everybody <laughs> makes mistakes. Don't don't paint me to be this superhero because when I fuck up, you know, it's it's gonna happen eventually. You grew up in a you grew up in an era where, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, where what you had people like me making the first round of mistakes, cancel culture just blooming, blossoming, whatever. You you kind of got a good idea of what was wrong and what was right f- from social because. Correct or I would say for the most part, like me, I, I definitely read into things more than the average person. But there's a lot of people out there that get attention for doing things that aren't necessarily right too. So just as there's people that are seeing something wrong and being like, "Oh, I shouldn't do that," there's also going to be those kids out there that are seeing like, "Damn, this shit got a hundred million views. I'm gonna go do that." You know, it's, yeah. It all just kind of depends on I how think, you interpret it. I think. I think. I guess what I'm saying is like, social media. I think decreased ignorance. Yeah, it's just more information out there. Exactly. Yeah. I was ignorant as fucking hell growing up. Because, I mean, no offense to my parents, but there's a lot of things they didn't tell me. Yeah. And a lot of things that I just didn't know. And now social media, even just listening to this podcast or any podcast, which didn't exist 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So much information, so many things to learn from. And uh, you definitely grew up in that generation where, like, when you were in high school, I'm sure you had Instagram and yeah. YouTube. I, I, I like, Instagram since, like, seventh grade or something. That's crazy <laughs> to me. That's crazy. I got senior high school year. Senior high school, my my friends forced me to get it because I was just on Vine. Yeah. Did 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 the likes <clears throat> affect you at all? Um, Probably less than most people, but it's now, like... I don't know. A lot of the things that didn't bother me before started bothering me more once I got more money and fame and stuff like that, which is kind of backwards, you know, because yeah. you think like, well, you didn't have it anything before, so it shouldn't bother you as much now. But I don't know. It's something weird that happens. And it's like, 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 I remember there was time, like, if I didn't get hit the the 10% engagement rule on Instagram, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking up. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I kind of just had to readjust and reframe and be like, yo, if if one person sees this post and it brings joy to them or it teaches them something or it inspires them, that's what really matters. Not not the the satisfaction I'm getting from making some, you know beating something in the algorithm like fuck with that I, you know you know what's because we talk about this a lot all the time especially having like creators on the show but you said it was funny how <clears throat> once you got money and you got fame and all that stuff like you started caring about the, the social met- metrics more which seems yeah. backwards but in actuality that's when those metrics started to make the most be the most important to because that's what fucks with your bag, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so like all those views, all those listens, all those downloads, all those likes, all that shit is part of the same engine that pays you. Yeah. And at the end of the day, once for me at least, when something starts fucking with my money, then I gotta pay attention to it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so like it's not really that odd to start caring more once you go into the industry of social media to make a living off of, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or, or artistry. You it, know? It's, it's like this toxic cycle it's, though, yeah, you know, it's, gross. it's, it's toxic. so gross, it's toxic. but it's part of the game. And it's like, yo, you're not going to be a successful artist or creator or whatever these days without having a social media following. Like, except the ones who can. Mm, wild. Think about, think about what artists or people have come up in the last five years without using social media. Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar? Mm, no, he came up in Frank 2012. Ocean? Frank Ocean came up in like yeah. 2013. Talk about new. Like I'm talking about years, in yeah. the last four years because yeah. 2017 is even way different, you know, landscape than it is now on social media. Like, I think Playboy Cardi is the last mysterious artist hmm. that's going to be hmm. that level of successful. But even like, but even with even those artists, without you may say like 
you know, uh, uh, Kendrick or, or Cole or whatever was without social Cole, obviously further back, but like Kendrick, for example, like, well, who knows what he was aided by on Reddit posts and Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't coming from him though. Right. Correct. Nowadays you can't just be an artist. You have to be a creator. You have to be a TikToker. You have to be a YouTuber, or at least that's what it feels like. There's a reason why Bill Gates puts videos out. You know what I'm saying? Like you think Bill Gates gives a shit what anybody fucking think, but he's making content. Yeah. You know, like, I think, I don't know if Bezos does, but like, nah, he got too much bread. He don't give a fuck about nothing. But even like Elon, right? For example, Elon doesn't really, he don't have to say shit. Mm, I like how Elon plays with it though, because he's But it works for him and it's boosting his, every time he makes a wave, it boosts projects he's working on. So everybody is harnessing the power of social media. But I don't think, I think if he didn't have as much money as he had right now, he probably would be a lot more careful and like scared of like what to post because there's this weird like in between period of like starting to get money and being like filthy rich it's called like, it's called fuck you money yeah elon has <laughs> fuck, fuck you, you money. money he could say whatever he wants whenever he wants to his investors to his shareholders to whoever the fuck he wants and he does it yeah elon don't tell people that you're taking the company private again he's he'll say whatever he wants doesn't Wait, care about doing SEC. that She's said so many things about going private, public, this, doing that, doing, yeah. and his advisors say, "Yo, don't do this," and he does whatever the fuck he wants because he has fuck you money. Yeah, you know, and and the how much money equ- that equates to being fuck you money changes by the like who knows what it's going to be tomorrow. Yeah, you know, now it's like a billion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. I don't even think you need like a billion, but like yeah, a couple hundred. 20, like I mean, even twenty million is is like. You can, you can, if you put your money aside the right way, you can live a very comfortable lifestyle for the rest of your life and still provide for your kids. For sure. Like the best analogy I like to say is like, you know, in the game 21, the basketball game, right? How you get points. And once you get past like 13 or whatever, you can't go below 13. But if you're at 12, bro, you can lose it all, you know? And it's, and it's, and it's being at that, you know, 10 to 12 range. That's a scariest because you're up so much, but you can have it all kind of crumble away. At any moment's yeah, notice, yeah, yeah. it feels like. Yeah, you're no, you're right. If you get to a certain point in life, like you rolled over into some modest investments, you're Gucci. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you got 20 mil. You pull, you pull eight percent on it annually, you're eight ten percent. That's a million and a half a year, dog. Of yeah. Just of just all your living expenses, everything that you got to pay for. So that's the way you think about things, bro. Is is you are fucking way ahead of your age, bro. I'm just here to spill the spill the sauce that was spilled on me and keep it going. Crazy. I got a game, dude. We do games on the show. It's called More Than 240. Oh. Okay, so that's the character limit on Twitter, right? So these are some of the tweets that you've tweeted. And uh, I'm just oh, going no. to pick your brain. <laughs> I want to know what you meant. All right, let's go. All right, let's all right. go. Here we go. Maybe I don't want to belong to the streets anymore. You know, I was hoping you brought this one up because this is something I want to address. Look, I, 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 I've said on, on numerous occasions, I belong to the streets. I belong to the streets. And, you know, that's more of like a defense mechanism than anything because, yeah, like I, I don't have a girlfriend, whatever, but it's it's hard, bro. Like my days are so packed that I feel like I don't have the time and emotional capacity to really give somebody and in, in, to be the best boyfriend that I could hey, possibly be. Join the club, man. On, you know? Dog. Yeah, we know. And I'm, Impossible. And I'm scared of being hurt too, bro. It's a lot easier to be in the streets than it is to like, if you do find the time or make the time to give it to this one person and then they hurt you, bro, I, y'all know that shit hurts. Yeah. And I'm Stinks. scared. I'm honestly scared as fuck of being hurt and 
man, I'm scared of of losing, you know, something that that I had. So it's like if I never had it in the first place, then I can't lose it. But now I'm kind of getting to this point where it's like I'm kind of tired of of just the meaningless encounters and stuff like that. Like I want someone with some substance. Yeah. Good luck, man. Yeah, I'm you're in LA. Especially here. Yeah. Also, I was gonna say this. You you. There's no way you fuck with girls your age or or, or, or get along with and, and can have those captivating conversations. Yeah. I'm just saying you're talking like a fucking 30-year-old. Yeah, dude. I get along better with older women for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. But a lot of older women are like scared to like fuck with a 20-year-old too, you know? Absolutely. Cause, yeah. Well, because girls like older guys, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And that puts you in a really rough spot because cause the only thing younger than you that's legal is 18. Yeah. So you all get 18, 19, that's it. Yeah. But anyways- don't be scared to get vulnerable. We, you, if George was with us today, our our poor, poor fallen Mike co-host over there. <laughs> Where is he? It's I, been I'm like gonna an be honest. He never dog, responded. Dog, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think no, people he told him. Me. He called me. He said, uh, "What's going on?" And I said, "There's a podcast." He goes, "Since when?" Yeah, I don't think anybody oh, told. I don't think anybody uh, told. It's pretty fucked up. Okay, but what he would it say, I'll, chat. I will channel his his good Christian energy mm-hmm. over here, and I will say. Don't be scared to get vulnerable, but unlike other people, just take it slow. Yeah. Feel the, feel the chick out. Make sure she's down to ride for you. Like really like not on some like clout or like fame type shit. Cause the city is wacky. Yeah. But don't be, don't be scared because y'all also like, if you've been through some shit, like you're going to survive a breakup. Though. What's, what's you know? your like test? Like, what are your like criteria for you guys? They're like, all right, this girl is solid. She's not just another. <sighs> I, so chaser. Many, I made a list. You have a list? I don't have a list. I, have a list. I'm, I need to work on one. Girlfriend apparently. qualities. It's like uh-huh. 14. Pretty much impossible to actually. Yeah, fuck his, 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 <laughs> totally his is totally unrealistic. As long as you have like seven, you're yeah, good, huh? No, right? uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, let me let me hear the list. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, I think I think it's important. Okay, here we go. Girlfriend qualities. Wit, wit. Okay, she got a little banter. She needs yeah, to have yeah, some banter. Like fuck, fuck with me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Confidence. Mm-hmm. Intelligent. Mm-hmm. Opinionated. Mm. Empathetic, mm. self-aware, big one. Active listener, obviously. Sexual deviant, yeah. Needs <laughs> important. Great. Talented, yeah. I'm attracted to talent. Worldly, foresight, insightful, attractive. Do you feel like you have all these qualities? Uh, some, a hundred percent. Others, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm totally uh, unrealistic. Yeah. And, I mean. <laughs> Got, I, I mean, good. this is a, this is crazy. This is crazy. He's missing two, and and they're the only two on my list. Mm. Empathetic, empathetic, and attractive. <laughs> loyal, yeah, loyalty. That's the biggest. And I, I just got a relationship with a really loyal person. That sucks. But the other one is, I'm not saying this about my past one, but not a fucking lunatic. Yeah, bro. bro in all honesty, <laughs> dog, that's a big dog, one. That's and, a big dog, one. It, it needs to be number. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> one. A fucking lunatic. Because, bro, before you check that box, none of that other shit matters. Yeah. Like, if, if yo, if, if she ever pulls a blade out on you, it don't matter how empathetic she is, yeah, dog. Yeah. It just don't matter. Because yeah. she got a knife in her fucking hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yo, number one, first thing you got to ask yourself after you're with a chick for, like, a couple weeks, is this girl a fucking psychopath? And if you can't say no to that question, you got to walk. Okay. You got to walk, I'm taking dog. notes. <laughs> Yo, the loyalty one, I'm still gonna, I gotta push back a bit. That seems like a given to me. Mm. That, like, that. Well, but it like, should be included. But hold on. First of all, absolutely fucking no, not. No, because it should, yes, you, it should never, be. It should be. 
but but dog, don't even fucking tell me that your first girl in this city was was fucking loyal. I didn't know. I was 19. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're talking to old. a 20 year old. So I got to tell play, him. Yeah. Man. I got fucking play. Yeah, man. but there's and but also even even a lot of times there's a lot of people out there who think they got loyal chicks yeah. and don't. You know what I'm saying? I, so I feel it's like, like a lot of things on there you some of them you can't even really fully know until you're dating this person. Facts. Or like spending that time thing. with them. Every person reveals more and more about themselves the deeper you get into their personality. And yeah. it's crazy because the more layers you peel back, you find out, oh, this is a really interesting, complex, dynamic human being. I love this person. Yeah. Or you peel back the layers and you start to, to notice the layers are getting a little bit thinner and there's not much more and the substance ends at a certain level. Mm. And that's really also demotivating. Yeah. But that's be. why you got it. But that's why the art of it is, is moving slow. And if you, and as you, if you talk to older women, they they're not pushing you like what are the what are we conversation as you get into your late 20s starts to just fade away yeah what are like that what are we or like you didn't text me back by this time or like what can, we need this amount of hours per it's just two people just vibing bro. yeah you know what i'm saying feeling it out if it feels good you take another step if it feels bad you take a step back like you gotta. You're gonna have to go through some mud before you get to those mature relationships unless you start talking to chicks that are 28 <laughs> 29 years old you know what i'm saying man it's like I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I know it's gonna be kind of like hell too. <laughs> well, that's life, huh? That's it. That's it. <laughs> Next up, uh, you know how hard it is to not give a fuck. <laughs> Real shit. Real shit. I mean, bro, it's hard to not give a fuck, especially because everyone has an opinion. And what's crazy about the internet is like every comment weighs the same basically on the internet. Like you could leave if you didn't have a blue check or whatever, like. And you left a comment saying like, yo, nice shirt. And someone else is like, yo, that's the worst fucking shirt I've ever seen. It's like equal, basically. I don't know that the second person like has no job and is a loser and like does like just fucks off their days all day. So everyone has like the same amount of voice on the internet. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing. So there's so many opinions out there that it's like, and me trying to be a self-reflective person and doing what you said, listening to the world, it's hard because at a certain point you can't listen to everything that they say so that's just something i'm working on just trying to like give a fuck but also like give a fuck about what matters the most and not give a fuck about the stuff that doesn't mm, mm. that's that's dude i, I just want to touch on it for sure. one second touch it <laughs> we 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 look at things on this topic a, a little bit different he he does like to crowdsource mm -hmm. uh feedback i personally am a am big on just generals yeah like yo that's these are my these are my people if somebody on the internet says, yo, you, you have a big note, like, I know that first of all, like, you don't <laughs> fucking tell me, yeah. but like, I don't give a fuck what these mother, like anybody, like if he says, yo, great show. And uh, like, that was one of your best shows. And a hundred people, a hundred thousand people are like, yo, he was really annoyed. Like whatever. My homie, my fellow creator, one of the best in the fucking business said, yo, great fucking show. But for me, that's so hard to accept. Like, how can, how can his, like, if a hundred thousand people are saying something like, fuck, how am I, how am I not? It is, not it's hard. I feel you, I feel you, but, but especially when it's like, okay, always look at, always understand that if, uh, if two million watch it, and a thousand leave comments and all the thousand comments are, are liking each other's comments. We don't like this person. The other 1.9 million that watch every single week, week in and week out, yeah. they ain't leaving comments. They're just yeah. normal people just enjoying entertainment and then going on in their merry way. Shout you know out to Tina Wildcat. Yeah, shout out Tina Wildcat. I don't even know what that means. Again, shout out Tina Wildcat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just like learn who you really need to listen to or gotcha. you already know that, I think. We're learning. We're learning. I could never trust a... 
Don't say it. <laughs> I can never <laughs> trust a with a big beard. Like, bro, yeah, yeah, why are you hiding? A guy. I can never trust a jigger with a big oh, beard. Oh, I see what's happening. Uh, uh, yeah. What, like, bro, what are you hiding? Yeah. I mean, yours isn't yours isn't big enough to okay. be distrustworthy. But like, as <laughs> as like as raw as James Harden is, I you know, you like, like I'm a, I'm a fan for PF Harden. I'm a fan. But like, what's underneath there, bro? Yeah. That you've been keeping on lock sure. for for ten years, bro? Like. Show yourself, reveal like yourself. yourself. Late, lately, it might be a cheeseburger or some <laughs> shit. Uh, he, what's going on? He's been just. No, I ain't gonna body. No, no, no. I'm not. Yo, buckets. as a fellow, as buckets. a fellow dad bod, I yeah. can do it. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you got he rocking the dad bod hard right now, dog. But they're in style. Yeah, facts. Yeah. All right, bro. That's all we got today. All right. Yeah, bro. That was lit. Um, your album's coming out March 26th. March 26th, El Dorado. Very cool, bro. Very cool. Keep a lookout for that. We'll put the uh, link in the description when it's out. But yeah, Thank appreciate you, you coming on Impulsive, man. My pleasure, guys. Yeah, for great real. Fucking this is show, awesome. This is a great talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have you back on when we're all older and it'll be awesome. <laughs> I'll be so old. The recap episode. <laughs> no, like, for fuck, real. For real. We'll be 40 years old, man. I'll be doing this shit forever. Well, you're about to be 40 like next week, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Impulsive. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. We love you. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Peace. Peace. Stay golden. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.